Good morning, and welcome to Unfolding the Word, a place where you and I together, day by day, unfold the Word of God verse by verse, seeking to understand what it is that God has taken the trouble to reveal to us in the Scriptures. We're in the midst of an extended study of First John. We're in the fifth chapter now, and today I want to pick up the reading in verse 3 and read on through verse 5. For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not burdensome. For everyone who has been born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Who is it that overcomes the world except the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? We've been talking in the opening part of the fifth chapter, and in fact in the end of the fourth chapter, about agape love. And particularly in the fifth chapter, that agape love is expressed ultimately through biblical obedience, through aligning with what the Word of God commands. The loving thing to do for other people is to treat them according to what God's Word has to say, to be biblical in our dealings with others. And yet, showing that love can be a struggle for us. Yesterday we were talking about it. It goes against the flesh, the old person that we were. It goes against the culture in which we find ourselves. Satan is trying to convince us and tempt us not to do the biblical things. Then at the same time, even the redeemed at times can not want us acting biblically. And they pressure us to not be that way, but to be more loving rather than more biblical. <laughs> well, God says all of those things can work together to make keeping the commandments of God seem very burdensome to us. But that's why in verse 3 he says, listen, let me remind you that the commandments of God are not burdensome at all. The Greek word baros we looked at yesterday to be weighted down and pressed down. The Lord Jesus made a great promise to us in Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 to 30, where he said, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, and learn of me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you'll find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. In other words, following the Lord Jesus Christ is not intended to be burdensome. So how can it end up that sometimes his camp, the commands of God can seem burdensome to us? And we talked about that a bit yesterday, but today, picking up our study, beginning in verse 4, we begin to encounter three fundamental reasons why keeping the commandments of God as redeemed children of God is not a burdensome thing. And it's only when and if it becomes burdensome to us, it's an indication of some spiritual problems, either deception in our life, uh, giving in to the pressures of others, or just simply not knowing what the Word of God has to tell us. Well, let's look at these reasons. The first of the reasons that the commandments of God are not, in fact, burdensome to the redeemed child of God is the realization that our acceptance with God is not ultimately tied to our obedience to those commands. Here's the issue. For the redeemed, the issue of obedience is now tied to the growth as a disciple in our life. It is not tied to how to gain or how to keep 
acceptance with the God who is really there. Let me put it in a slightly different way. Now that I am a child of God, I am not trying to be obedient to the biblical commands in order to become a child of God. I'm already a child of God. I'm not trying to be a child by obeying or stay a child by obeying. No, I'm already a child of God. The new covenant, that wonderful message of how in the Lord Jesus Christ, through our repentance and faith, God will deal with us no longer based on our works, no longer based on what we can do or not do, but instead based on the perfect life that the Lord Jesus lived for us. That new covenant message has freed us from the burden of having to keep the law in order to be saved. Let me read to you out of John chapter 1. But to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of the blood, in other words, nobody's born that way naturally, nor of the will of the flesh, means no one can work hard to become a child of God, nor the will of man, in other words, no religious leader can pronounce you a child of God based on some religious ceremony. No, they were born of God. It is by faith. This was also the point earlier in 1 John. In chapter 3, verses 1 to 2, it says, See what kind of love the Father has given to us that we should be called children of God. And so we are. The reason the world doesn't know us is it doesn't know him. Beloved, we're God's children now. All right, what is God saying to us here? He says, listen, part of the reason that keeping my commands is not burdensome, why carrying out agape love by being biblical and dealing with people is not burdensome to you, is that you're no longer doing it in order to get saved. You're no longer doing it in order to somehow grasp and get a hold of eternal life in my presence. No, you're already my child. The motivation for obedience has fundamentally changed within our lives. The fact of the matter is, before we turned to the Lord Jesus Christ as Savior, before we were under the new covenant, we were under the old covenant, where our relationship with God and our future and our hope was tied to how well we did. And that was a heavy burden on the lives of people. Trying to be righteous enough to be able to earn something in God's eyes was an impossible struggle for people. Jesus put his finger on this very reality of the burdensomeness of that approach when he talked in Matthew chapter 23 in verse 4, challenging the Pharisees who represented the religious works kind of orientation. Look at what he says. They tie up heavy burdens on people, hard to bear. And then they lay them on the people's shoulders. But they themselves are not willing to move them with their finger. In other words, the nature of religious disciplines and works is that it places a hard-to-bear load on the shoulders of people because all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Even our best efforts will fall short of God's standards. And if we're relying on our works to somehow feel secure and accepted by the Father, it is an endless treadmill. It cannot yield a solution. It is an endless treadmill of trying and trying and trying and trying to get to the point where we're at peace with God. 
I was thinking of Hebrews 10 in that regard when it was talking about the endless cycle under the Old Covenant of the sacrifices and the religious disciplines and so forth because none of them ultimately could achieve what the work of Jesus on the cross achieved, which was the payment for sin and the opportunity to be made right in the sight of God. Here's the wonder, and let me underscore the word wonder. Here's the wonder. You and I are under the new covenant. We now obey not to gain acceptance, but to grow. We now can obey and approach obedience and being biblical in dealing with people as the expression of agape that we already saw. We can do that because we're saved. We now obey in order to serve and please the Heavenly Father, not to become his child, but because we are his child. It makes all the difference in the world. So the first reason in summary is this. Our acceptance with God is no longer ultimately and intimately tied to our acts of obedience now. So when God commands us to show agape to the brothers and sisters, that agape love, it is not putting before us an impossible burden in something that we do in order to be saved or something we do in order to earn the right to be in his family. We're already saved in the Lord Jesus Christ, if we've repented and believed. And we've already been placed in the very family of the Father because of his great love for us. We were put there, given the right to be the children of God, not because of our works, not because of some fluke of history in terms of where we were born, and certainly not because of some religious decision of a religious leader. We were there because we placed our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, there, that's the first reason. But God's got two other reasons for us. And join me tomorrow as we look at those reasons for how God has removed the burdensomeness of obedience from the shoulders of his children.